Georgian bag. That's a nasty looking finger, lady. You got the face? What? No. Hey, I got your fertilizer. We made you. <laughs> Welcome back, interweb friends. This is Stop the Movie I Want to Get Out. Hollywood makes bad movies. We make fun of them. I should really be doing air quotes when I say Hollywood on this one, but yeah. we'll, we'll move forward on that. Uh, I'm Alex Dunbar, joined as always by Cody Wolf. Hey, keep it warm. <laughs> Christy Smorl. Let's just say I can read eyes. <laughs> Jack Estabrook. I've been seeing this movie. I feel like I got a big club up my ass. <laughs> and it hurts. <laughs> this and is I gotta get it out of there. <laughs> this is a movie of quotes. It's nothing but quotes. There's some I couldn't I can't even say on here. I wanted to, oh, but yeah. they're a little too dirty. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 yeah, this is well this is okay. So our movie is 1991 Samurai <laughs> Cop. And I don't think none of us had seen this before. Am I, I am I right in saying that? I'd seen clips, but not the whole film, no. Whole I had never heard of it. <laughs> I was aware of it. Well, because I, I, there's those the Maniac Cop movies which star Robert Zadar, and then I knew there's a Samurai Cop that starred Robert Zadar. So I was like, I didn't know if they were somehow related or if he was. I assumed he was the Samurai Cop, but I guess I was wrong about that. It's just a coincidence. Although I can he tell is you, Samurai. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was incredibly confused because I thought that we were watching a time travel movie that Jack had been talking about in our chat, and I had no clue what I was watching. Uh, I'll send you the link to that, and when we're done, <laughs> I I will say before we do this, if you are a friend of the show who has been advocating for this movie for years, you are correct. I mean, we from right from the jump, people were telling me you should do this movie. I was telling these guys, I have a DVD downstairs that I've owned for at least eight or nine years. Um, and I, it just kind of like, I don't know, it was like always a possibility, but then, yeah, holy cow, um, this is this is really something. This I, I completely understand. So if you were one of those people who'd been pushing this movie, yes, you should, you can pat yourself on the back and feel good about it. This movie is 100% cuckoo. Um, let's go into it. Cause this, I want to say this movie did something that I've never had a movie happen to me during a movie. This movie made me laugh before anything had appeared on screen. The opening score made me laugh out loud. I was like, I, I have a note here. I'm like, is this the score from Mega Man 2? I was going to say, what? I was going to say Sonic the Hedgehog. Cause it's a very like, it's very Sega like Genesis type of a, a score. Yeah. I had the captions on while I was watching this and it really cracked me up that I would say maybe 75% of the captions were just music noise, <laughs> not music, not describing what kind of music, just music noise. Sometimes pretty, it was noise music, yeah. but that's pretty that's accurate all. though, to describe yeah. the music. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Music noise. Just noise. And then the movie goes into instant confusion. I mean, like a scene starts where I'm just instantly like, I'm, I'm wait, what is happening? Like, there is no possible way an audience member could understand what is happening in this scene. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. This is okay. I, I can't remember the first scene. What was the first scene? They were they were tracking the the, the drug dealers. Well, right? No, no. There's something where Robert Zadar first, right? There's Robert Zadar and this whole thing about deals between different gangs. And I'm like, right, what, yeah, yeah, what okay. gang is what gang? And like, what, what, what is the problem here? Like what's happening? Mm. It's, 
it really made me think that this movie was edited out of order or something. Cause I'm like this, there is no context as an audience member for what this scene is. And the scene yeah. gives you nothing to work. Yeah. And you don't know who, uh, at this point I was still assuming Robert Zadar was Samurai cop. <laughs> so I thought <laughs> what I thought was going to happen. And I feel like there's, there's other movies like this. I think Sergeant Kabuki man is like this is that he was, he's a cop. He's going to get killed. And then somehow come back to life and he's a samurai, like a maniac cop basically, but with a samurai. So I thought that's where this was going, but then it cuts after this scene. So it's basically like him talking to something uh, like a, a gang leader for the Yakuza. <laughs> and they're talking about, yeah, gangs and all this stuff. I, I really couldn't pick up on any of it. And then it cuts to the next scene, which is the actual samurai cop. Uh, well, and they're attracted to that, We do get a scene where Robert Zadar kills some guys. You know, like, oh like, yeah, yeah. See, I totally forgot this whole scene. Some guys, and like he just he turns to a, a woman, like that red-haired woman, and goes, "The job is done." And then and it cuts like, immediately, doesn't it? It would. He goes, "The job is done," and she goes, "You did it." Cut. <laughs> what? What did one, he do? Like, yeah, one of my favorite things about this movie is the the cuts to between scenes because it cuts oh. like. It cuts like in the middle of what you think is a scene and it'll just cut to the next thing. It's like, oh, I guess that was done. Yes, yeah, yeah, scenes. There's an amazing one later that we'll get to, but yes. after a fight. Yes. No, no <laughs> scenes end. They just stop. And then yeah. another, like, and you're just instantly teleported. And they clearly didn't get enough, um, like b-roll or like scene setters so that you could transition between scenes like you yeah. oftentimes go right from like a medium shot in a scene to just like a medium shot in another scene like jarringly mm. you're like whoa where where am yeah. i right by uh, enough you mean any any <laughs> yeah like any and they did have a helicopter they do use like shots from that helicopter during the scene it's like could you guys have rented that helicopter for another hour and got like a couple of scene setters um, crazy okay so now we go into uh a a chase scene i it's kind of a chase scene what's well, it's kind of it, it's a stakeout scene and a chase scene i guess yeah um yeah i i don't know how like it's so like basically like a guy and i forget his i think his name is joe and his partner yeah. joe is samurai cop um, and his partner are following a van because they think it's going to be involved in a drug deal. And they are, they also have a helicopter like unit above them as well. And they're kind of like tailing this unit, but we're tailing this van, but in a very weird way, this is also like, I love that we're introduced to this character while he's wearing a wig. Because yeah. the, the, he's clearly in these opening shots wearing a horrendous The wig. whole opening scene. This whole, yeah. The first 20 minutes of the movie is of, just a wig. Because later on, he's swimming. Like, did he maybe ha like cut his hair midway through in some scenes? Oh, he, he, in some scenes, it's a wig. He cut it after after the movie wrapped. Or he thought the movie wrapped. Yeah. Like, okay. seven months later, he cut his hair. Then they called him, like, oh, we need to finish this movie. And he's like, uh, I cut my hair. So they went out and bought, like, a cheap, cheap wig. Which he thought he thought they were just doing pickups, but they shot like major sequences in the movie with him in a wig. Yeah, yeah. Because some scenes you can tell it's the real hair, but because when it's the wig, it's very obviously a wig. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's comically obvious. They try to hide it under a hat, but it like somehow makes the wig even worse. <laughs> the random hat, and that was only like a scene or two. And yeah, the hat was bad. 
when he's wearing it in the, the editing lab later on, it looks so goofy. It's like just kind of yeah. placed on the top of his head, like on top of that very bad, bad hair. Well, that, that is it. That's the problem, Cody, because the, the hat is not on the, the hat is not like right. under, the, the wig is not under the hat. The hat is on the wig. It's, it's like really sitting on top weird. of it, yeah. Because uh, it was, I, I in my notes, I'm like, is this a wig? Like right in that first scene, I'm like, why are we being introduced to this guy? I thought it was like a costume he was wearing for the stakeout. And then as the movie goes too. oh no, this is his thing. When when they first, because I just remember when they, we first see him, he's like talking to the cop that come out of the police station or something. I thought he was either undercover or going into like witness protection or something. Because it was like, that's obviously a wig. And they're not saying anything about it being a wig in the movie. So I guess, you know, you eventually figure out it's not supposed to be a wig in the movie, but. Right. But I thought, yeah, he was undercover or something. Speaking of that scene when he's talking to the partner, I feel like there's a throwaway line that shouldn't be a throwaway line. It's sort of referenced later, but it really bothers me for a scene coming up. He is just arriving to town. Yeah. Just yeah. now, knows no one, does not know that cop in the helicopter. Well, he, he gets to know her very well in a minute. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because she's okay. Yeah, that's true. I didn't pick up that because I assumed that they were like seeing each other or something. I didn't pick up. I forgot that he'd only been there for like zero minutes. Yeah, yeah. Has yeah. never has only talked to her over a, a walkie-talkie, mm. and she goes home with him immediately. Well, well, that's every that conversation. Apparently, like the conversation over the walkie-talkie, where um, she's like, "Hey, keep it up," and he's like, "You keep it warm." Keep it warm. She's like. It's warm and ready, and I'm like, ha ha ha, a lot of innuendos. And then, like, right after this scene, we cut to sexy time, and I was like, oh well, no, I laughed because at the yeah, because at the end of the scene, there's like, they they catch the bad guys, or whatever. And at the end of the scene, he says to her, like, she's still in the helicopter. He's like, oh, I'll see you back at your place. And I was like, oh, he's being funny. He's making like a, a stupid little joke. And then it cuts to them literally in bed, and she's on top of him naked. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess he was literally saying, let's go back to your place right now, and. Yeah, I mean, this went from like just casual '80s slash '90s sexual harassment at work to like, yeah. oh no, 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 this is really happening. Happening, yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favorite lines during that opening stakeout slash chase is he radios her and he says, "Try to stay out of sight." <laughs> yeah. and like, she's in a helicopter. Right. What does that mean? If she's out of sight. She can't see him. So what's the point? Yeah. Well, they had to. They had to get some, a few other pieces of dialogue besides shoot them, shoot yeah. them, yeah, shoot yeah. them, shoot them, because that's yeah. all he says throughout throughout the whole chase. Yeah, I did laugh when he said that though, because I was thinking like right before that, like how are the, these bad guys not going to notice that a helicopter is following them? Because they, they're presumably getting back, low. He's getting back so that they don't yeah. notice. He says <laughs> like if they're following him, like you're going to tell be able to tell a helicopter's following. I'm yeah. hide a helicopter. Yeah. I'd, I'd also like to drop a piece of trivia here that may not be surprising to anyone who's seen the movie, that in many cases, the actors were using their own cars. Yes. Which is why that, like, they we're seeing this, like, because I'm like, man, that Caprice is pretty beat up. And it's like, where are we just somebody's actual car in 1991? <laughs> um, yeah, so then we end up in this, like, no dialogue. So, so the drug transaction goes down. Their terrible stakeout plan doesn't prevent it from happening. Yep. And then they're like, okay, we're just going to chase the van after they've already successfully made their drug transaction that we missed. And we get this like, it, it's essentially like a no dialogue car chase because they're just, it's just music. And 
the samurai cop saying to his partner, shoot, shoot. And they just keep cutting back to him saying that. Um, Or also the great line of, let's call for backup. We'll call them when we need them. It's like, (laughs) dude, you you clearly need them. Like, this has already gone badly. Well, it's funny too. We were talking earlier before we started recording that how like, it seems like sometimes when they're firing the guns, like there's actual consequences, like squibs and things breaking. Other times they're just shooting at each other and shooting at things and nothing's ever being hit. And in this scene, like they're like five feet behind the the van in front of them. There's a guy like hanging out the back of the van and he's shooting into the windshield, like right at uh, a wig guy and samurai cop. And like the windshield, like there's never any like, you know, holes in the windshield or windshield, you know, breaking open or him getting hit or anyone getting hit. It's just like, he's just like, he's like, shoot him, shoot him. And he's dodging bullets while he's driving. Yeah. 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 My favorite stunt in this is not the first guy that he shoots, but the second second bad guy who gets shot, who is already leaning out of the van, gets shot, and then literally propels himself yeah. out of the side of the van. Clearly yeah. the actor or stunt person's own safety, but it's like, oh my God, why would a dying man right. I thought that too, jump he, out of the van? It's not like he gets hit and falls out. He like gets hit like sits there for like three, four seconds and then just like jumps out of the van and rolls down a, a hill. And it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you stay in the van? A lot of which, a lot of people in this movie will sustain chest shots and then just be like, oh, and then keep shooting. Like, yeah. Shake it off. Like, he got shot in the leg. Which one is the guy that gets run over in the, the horrible <laughs> cut of... Is that in the scene? I think I, so. Oh yeah, no, it's the guy with the, the TV jacket we were talking about, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he, he falls out the back of... You go ahead because you <laughs> so he pulls out the bag of the van and you see the samurai cop's car go right like right up to him. Yeah. And then it cuts to like the guy after the car has gone over him. He's got a line of blood on his chest and on his knees, and he's yeah. just like rolling around. There. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, did did he just get run over? What did did they just skip the run over part? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was how they. And then I think Samurai Cop's like, "Oh man!" Too afterwards, like he didn't. There is there's an amazing <laughs> insert shot where he's kind of like, "Ooh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh no!" And then his, his his partner's just like, "Just keep going. We gotta get him." And then think I want to think about this. So now they've shot the two bad guys who were shooting at them at the van. They pull up to the van and they shoot the driver a driver who has yeah. not shot at them has not produced a weapon they're just like basically start unloading into this guy who all he has done has been driving a getaway vehicle yeah they unload into him his the van crashes we get this wild man on fire effect he's on here. fire he's on fire put him out he's on fire oh my god he's on fire well they say i need to go back right this they're like He's burning. We have to do something. I'm like, you shoot just him, shoot him, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought they were going to shoot him just to, to put him out of his misery. Like, and, and it's funny because it made me laugh because like this whole movie, they're straight up just murdering people. Oh, yeah. But like one point later on, like late in the movie, Sam Ray Cop's about to kill someone and, and his partner's like, no, Joe, you're a cop. <laughs> and it's like, you, you, I seen oh, you murder 18 people in this movie. Yeah. Well, even after this one, where they have essentially murdered all three suspects and burned up the van with the evidence, the helicopter uh, cop goes over the radio. She's like, good job, guys. Time for a celebration. Yeah. <laughs> what? This is, this is a good job? Well, they saved the guy who was on fire, so he he, he, he survived, so it's, that's they what he's 
I noticed as he's getting, as the actors are really putting out a real fire, they, that wasn't a stunt team, the actors are doing it. The stuntman who was on fire briefly looks at the screen. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, the guy they shot was, uh, what, what was Asian, right? No, the I don't think the driver was. was. The white guy, right? No, the, the driver was a white guy, I think. He was? Okay, because yeah. I thought, wait a minute, wasn't that an Asian guy? Because he quickly hides his face. He looks at the camera and then quickly hides his face. Yeah. I'm sure it was a no, different guy than the... A different guy. Yeah. I feel like they don't pay close attention to the driver, but nonetheless, you could see them try to hide the uh, the, the stuntman's face. They fa- they play fast and loose with race, with stereotypes, yeah. with any of it. Because it is Robert Zadar supposed to be a Japanese man in this movie? His name is is like an Asian name, but I I don't know if that's just a nickname or something. Because yeah, like that's true. Yashimito or something. He's like Yamashita, Yamashita I think, yeah. and he acts like a samurai, and he's supposed to follow the code of samurai, yeah. but he's clearly yeah they, not they an never... asian man and half of the the katana gang is not yeah asian men yeah I, I wasn't sure if like he was just like in the gang and they gave him like a asian you know nickname or japanese yeah. name or whatever but yeah they never really established that yeah i was really like is the character co-opting japanese culture or is the movie like co-opt like someone's doing Could I be either I, I couldn't figure that out so after this scene too, well, from this scene, it goes right to that, the, the sex scene with the, the helicopter cop, um, yeah. which is like, it goes on and on and on. Like, that's, this is why I, I was saying before we were recording that, like, I, partway through this movie, I, I felt like this was meant to be a soft corn uh, porno movie that they like just ended up turning into an action movie because like there's three, four sex scenes that go on like way too long. And are so very long. So yeah. long. I fast very... forwarded. I got super bored. <laughs> yeah. Get away. But so, uh, so they go into this whole sex scene. It takes like, you know, like three solid minutes or something. And then they, I think they go back to Robert Zadar and the gang and, or so they go back someone, I think as, as Robert Zadar and the gang and, and someone says that about this Joe guy that they call him Samurai Cop or they call him Samurai because I think maybe he's good at fighting. And then they say that he's fluent in Japanese, but they never, ever, ever use that in the movie. Like no, at no point is someone speaking Japanese and he's like, oh wait, I understand what they say, they said, or, or is he speaking to anyone in Japanese or anything like that? Yeah, we never, yeah, it's not even really clear why they call him Samurai Cop. It's like, I don't know why they don't just, his isn't just known as like, martial arts cop or yeah. karate cop. like it, it's nothing about him he's seems to actually be samurai the, the only thing that came out of it was that he knew what katana meant when they asked like what's katana he's like it's a japanese sword it's like okay i guess he's yeah. fluent in japanese i also i also don't think anyone ever actually calls him samurai do they once or twice someone to like taunt him they're like i don't know if they ever say it to him but like they they refer to him as like samurai sometimes. Okay. But but like two maybe twice in the movie. It's not like where's the address of the samurai cop? It's not enough to to warrant this movie being called samurai cop. I think. But yeah, or or really even for him in the world of this movie to be called samurai <laughs> cop. They, like in reality, you know, they'd be like, hey, where's that long haired cop? Like that's what every movie <laughs> is saying. Where's wig cop? Yeah. But yeah, they could have shown him like training, like you know. Uh, in martial arts or something or like in his spare time like you know back where he was raised in japan or something yeah like on the beach in his speedo or like doing some martial arts moves or something they never even do anything like that nothing yeah so then uh the the crime boss is meeting and he's like he doesn't like uh he doesn't like surviving 
surviving accessories. I don't know if if you if you fail, he wants you dead. He doesn't want you to be able to like testify against him. So yeah. he goes to the crime boss, does this whole thing with Robert Starr, where he's like, "I want you to find that guy. I want." He's very specific. He's like, "I want his head on this piano." And I'm like, okay. Uh, I mean, that's a very specific thing. I, I don't, I mean, like. How he does it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, do you want to, like, taxidermy it? Like, what, you know, how is that going to work? But I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you know, just, a, just an oddly specific request. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Samurai Cop and his partner are at a dental office slash burn unit <laughs> where... The surviving, uh, you know, burn unit driver guys, and I mean, you, you really want to say to them like, you couldn't even change the scene with a sign that says "dental office" that like that shows up in so many shots. I mean, yeah. that sign is in like easily like fifteen shots. You know, like. Well, I mean, his lips were missing, so maybe they had to do some dental work. <laughs> I guess. But that's that's the sole reason why this guy can't talk. His lips were burned. <laughs> And a few, a few, just give him a few hours though, and he'll, he'll be able to talk. Yeah. And I was, I was commenting in our chat. This is another one of those great movies from this era where the tip flies like women cannot stop throwing themselves at the main character. Well, and the main character can't stop throwing himself at every woman he meets, too. Correct. Correct. And, and you just end up with the, the scene with the nurse in the burn hospital. I mean, I, I was watching this being like, what, like, what is this? Was this scripted? Like what happened yeah. here? Like, and it, this goes on long too, this whole exchange. really long. Yeah. Down. I can guarantee you, no matter how attractive a man is, I have never had this conversation. It, ever. It, it, you, mean you, never, you mean you never asked a random guy if he were circumcised? Well, I, I was more thinking of the, oh. do you like me? Yeah. You know, do you? Yeah. Do you want this? Do you want that? Yeah. Yeah. That part. I mean, I've also never asked a random man <laughs> circumcised, but I was more thinking of the first part of the conversation. Oh. As, a, as a man, I would be. That, that, that's just, this made my stomach turn. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh God. As, as a man, I would be very uncomfortable in this situation, too. If a woman was <laughs> to be like this in a doctor's office. Like that to me, I would be like, ah, yeah. I got to go. Yeah. I got a thing. In a professional environment, there's like a guy in critical condition, like four feet away. Right. And then, you know, when, when finally she's like, Ooh, would you like to have sex with me? And Samurai Cop picks up her stethoscope and is like, Bingo. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, what? Who, who on the day was like, Yep, we got it. Moving on. Like, this is nuts. Oh, sorry. We have to talk about this. I apologize. It has to be brought up. Well, I, I, we I had say, to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> we had to watch it. Yeah, I should say too. For part of this movie, my wife was sitting next to me on the couch. She was doing other things, like on her phone or whatever. But she's like, "I'm not watching this movie." But just from what I hear, the dialogue in this movie is just insane. <laughs> like, yes, I, I can't remember if she was there for that scene or not. But it was later on in the movie. She's like, "This dialogue is just insane and, tr- and atrocious." Like, yeah, that just goes for the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole thing, yeah. every every line. We we've got to talk about the bad guy's scheme to get in and see the burn victim, <laughs> which both seems incredibly dumb and overcomplicated. So. Oh god, yeah, and and I don't know if it's entirely. I mean, when it, we'll we'll get to it. 
Well, so well, the, so the two cops, Samurai Cop and his partner, I can't remember what the, what the partner's name is, um, uh, but he they tell this this uniform officer outside of the dental office to make sure no one goes into that room except for doctors and nurses. And he's like, okay, and so they then they leave. And then like two seconds later, a woman comes in pushing like a, a janitor's cart basically. And she's going to go into the room and the cop's like, oh no, ma'am, you can't go in there. Sorry. And she's like, oh, I got to change the garbage, you know, the, the trash can. Is that all right? And he's like, okay, sure. And lets her in. So she wheels this cart in, this janitor's cart into the room and takes a sheet off. And then Robert Zadar comes up out of the cart. And it's like, how is she pushing that cart? With Robert Zadar in it. He was definitely so not casually. in that cart when no, she was she, pushing it no, either she's, time. She was pushing so casually, and, and she's got like this 200-something pound man just like crouched down inside it. It's also worth noting, Robert Zadar is dressed as a doctor. <laughs> a doctor yeah. Like, he probably, like, this could have just walked in and been like, I'm a doctor. Like, Absolutely. rather than, yeah. you know... I mean, I, I imagine a world where he's, you know, the cop's like, all right, I'll let you in. I just got to check what's in the car. What, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if he was a decent cop, he might have just checked under that sheet and seen what it was, what was under there. But yeah. So then Robert Zadar comes out of the cart and takes out a, a, a katana and just slices off this guy's head, the, the, the burn victim, and then puts it's it in. A little excessive. Yeah. With a sound effect that is like right off one of those like Halloween sort of like uh, records or tapes that are just like gross sound effects that you yeah, would yeah. See. like it's just you know but, stock audio of something yeah. being cut. Well, that's funny because then he so he like takes the head and he puts it in the trash can that's in the cart, and then he's got like blood all over his hands. So he like gets back in the cart without like using his hands. Like he doesn't want to get blood on anything. So he like gets back in and scoots down, and it's just so goofy. If I was that red-haired lady, I would be like, I, I don't, what an awful, she'd be like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, yeah. what a terrible job. Her job know? is not to think. No, just yeah. to push, push the cart. Yeah, push the cart around. Um, yeah. And then we get, there's a sequence here, which is where I, I involuntarily like blinked. It's, it's a, it is the, maybe the worst jump cut I've ever seen in a production that was made with money in it we get a shot of her going down a hallway, pushing the cart. And then we get a, just the camera was moved like four inches. And then it is police or, or security coming down the same hallway, but it's from the same side, the same. I was like, ah, like my eyes hurt looking at that. It's not a well edited movie. No. I'll say that. No. I still also don't know why hospital security even targets her because the cop goes in and he's like ah this guy's head's been cut off call security but i don't even know how they well i i assume it's because he saw her go in he let her he's the one who let her in the room the cop yeah he knows that she went in the room and then all of a sudden this guy's head was missing so i guess so but there's he's a bad cop but i mean at least he put that together yeah i mean that's part of me where i was like at that point why didn't Robert Zadar just get out of the cart then. Right. Like, yeah. you know, if they were going to could have put her in the cart and he could have gotten out and pushed the cart the rest of the way. And or, or something like she's going to be like, oh my God, we're trying to escape and I got to push Robert Zadar around. <laughs> like, you know, like at the point where people seem to already be on to them. Yeah. Um, we, we, we get a bunch of like hospital foolishness of like, you know, <laughs> like, 
I don't know. Like at some point, Robert Zadar does get out. He punches a bunch of guys. It, like the hospital mm-hmm. seems That's to empty out right. into an apartment complex. <laughs> they seem to be like going. It like, didn't look like not a hospital at all once they get out of it. But I feel uh-uh. like so much of this movie within scenes changes location. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. They'll shoot half of it in one location, half in a completely different yeah. one. <laughs> Pretend it's, it's the same place. Yeah. Uh, this is where we do find out that Samurai Cop has been in town. He's been in L.A. for one week from San Diego. And we get the um, my favorite character in the movie, who is the police chief. Mm-hmm. I I loved every scene with the police chief, who just instantly in his scenes takes his anger to 11 and somehow escalates it from there within the scene where you'd be like, there's there's no way he can get out of this scene, and yet he does it every time. It's mm-hmm. it's pure gold. Um, <laughs> in, in the first scene, he's like, I don't know, he's yelling at them. He's like, ah, you know, you you've been killing everybody. Ah, you know, I'm gonna kill you, you son of a you, you sons of bitches, get out of here. And then Samurai Cop's partner goes in and kisses the chief on the head. And he's like, ah, get back here. I'm going to kill you, you mother effer, son of a bitch. And he's pointing at him. And then the camera just hangs on the chief until the, the clearly the actor playing the chief finally broke and like starts to smile. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, like, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, okay, scene's over. They haven't said cut. So he like slowly sits down and then starts laughing. It's like he took it, he took it so hard and he was like, I don't know where to go from here. Why the chief's not a bad guy after all, he's just a bit of a douche sometimes. He's like, oh, those sons of bitches, and he laughs about it. <laughs> but that's not what it was, that's not what it's supposed to be in the movie, though. I know. I mean, his best scenes, like his neck, the next chief scenes are even better than this scene, but yeah. Well, and so I don't get because so he starts yelling about like basically you've been here for a week, and you haven't like brought down the the the, the uh, Japanese gang members yet. Like you, like that, that was kind of like the crux of his argument. Like, well, I have to give you another week to do this. It was yeah. like, how much time was, do you need? Yeah. <laughs> he literally just got here. And, and uh, is this where they they get the tip that they're like, hey, somebody saw that crime boss at a restaurant? Maybe. Is this That's right, right I, after they talk to the chief, they go back out into the bullpen and there's another uh, cop character that tells them that. With the thing on his nose or under his <laughs> nose, whatever that was. Yeah. And they go up to the restaurant. I really, I loved, in a movie, this was insane. dialogue. I mean, this is incredible. They just walk in and they're like, are you Fujidama? And he's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm a cop. <laughs> and they're all like, oh my God, it's a cop. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Why? This, this restaurant scene is a great example of something I feel like happens throughout the entire movie where every cutaway or reaction shot looks like it was filmed in a completely different location than the actual scene. And this scene, like, it, it, I was reading it, this one actually definitely was. Oh, it was. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 the stuff in the chief's office always looks at basically anytime the partner, I think his name is Frank. Any, anytime oh, Frank yeah. is on screen on his own, I feel like they shot all of those in one day at the end of the shoot, like in a completely different location than anything else. I think but you're pretty, oh, God, sorry. There's different lighting. It, like yeah. the background doesn't look like it. Eye lines never match up. It's bad. Yeah. I, Cause I was reading the, the stuff with like Robert Zara and the gang was in a restaurant and then the stuff with, 
Joe is actually like in an office, like the director's office or something like months later. So you're pretty, pretty uh, dead on with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But so this scene is basically, again, he meets a, a woman and is immediately like, who are you? Like, I'm going to take you home. And, and he, and so they, they wrap up their conversation. I can't remember what they, they, they basically like, I'm going to get you or whatever. And they go over to like a, uh, a uh, 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 waiter, like a host or whatever oh, for the boy. restaurant, which this oh, this gets insane. Oh, um, yeah. And he's basically asking this guy, like, "Who's that girl?" And what's her, you know, what's her deal and all this stuff. And oh. and he's he's like such a bad, like stereotypical gay, uh, you know, act. Uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, like, holy, like, is that? I mean, wow. I mean, this is really like what this what this script and what this actor is doing. Well, I don't know if it's the act, cause I was reading also that they shot most of this movie or a lot of it without di- like without sound right. and then dubbed in voices just from other actors. Yeah. So uh, this, and this probably wasn't even this actor. It's probably someone else that they said, Hey, do like a gay voice over this guy's. You know. I, I will drop another bit of trivia here that may not surprise you. The guy who played Samurai Cop said that 80% of the dubbing you hear in this movie is the director. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I believe it. So I can see the director just doing this like over the top, like, uh, you know, offensive gay uh, affect on this guy's performance. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean it's, it's bad. Even even for the time it's 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 bad even like i mean it's it's a nightmare by modern standards it's oh, yeah. very very bad even by like 19 early 90s standards yeah. <laughs> and so then they go outside and for some I, I don't i didn't really understand the bad guys thinking but they go outside and then robert sadar is like haha now we'll try to kill you like because in the in the restaurant the crime boss was like not here but then, as soon as they walk outside, Robert Zadar starts like like it's like a clown car. Like thugs just start like piling over this like porch railing to go after oh, Samurai Cop and his partner. So uh, is this, this is the shootout in the parking lot. Then is that what this, this is? is okay. This is the shootout in the parking lot. Um, or, or as I have in my notes in the scene, ooh, someone actually let them get footage with a you know like a like a machine gun. You know, like they yeah, got yeah. Robert Zadar clearly is in one spot, like with the machine gun, and but they were like firing firing a machine gun, and they were like, yeah. gotta do something with that. Yeah, and so, but so, but it's funny because so some of these thugs go up and start like assaulting these officers basically pointing guns at them and like you know trying to fight them and then they start arresting them for like assaulting police officers but something you typically don't see in an action movie they're like you're under arrest for attempting to assault a police officer whatever so then robert zadar pulls out his, his machine gun and starts just firing and yeah. he, he just he totally lights up these his own thugs and just like blows them away yeah because they're like in handcuffs like they can't go anywhere he's just like bam, 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 as the cops go and hide and i'm pretty sure the actors playing those thugs that all get killed I think they come back later on as other oh, thugs. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's a guy at the, shop. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That's crazy. When he picks up a sword, and we're asked to believe that he cut off a guy's arm by throwing a sword at. Can you imagine, like, throwing a sword at something so it could cut through the bone of a guy's arm? Um. That was that was samurai. We then get my my next. I I cannot talk enough about the chief. So they get back to the police station, and the chief is talking with the lawyer for the crime boss, 
and like everyone's yelling and freaking out but again like the like i would believe a hundred percent that the actor playing the chief every time they shot he just said don't worry about it i'll figure it out just roll camera and i'll figure it out just give me a bump of cocaine and let me go let me go and, and he was just and they were like do you know how you're going to end the scene and he was just like don't worry about it i got it so he just someone. keeps escalating this argument with like the crime boss's lawyer and to wrap things out he throws the lawyer out of his office and goes Get a job. <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> well, I like to. So here, I think most of this movie was shot in one takes, like in, yeah. in the first take, because yeah. in a few scenes that happens here, like someone like either jumps their line or, or flubs their line and has to like go back or you know stammer over it or something. Yes. And it kind of happens here because as the chief is like yelling at this lawyer, the lawyer is trying to get his line in. And he keeps like kind of starting his line. But he has to wait until the chief like gets his next tirade out, and then he says like, "I'll see you in court" or whatever, and then he walks out. But he yeah. like you can tell you see him trying to say it a few times before that, where he's like got his line to say, but you can tell the chief's just kind of going off on his thing, and yeah. And, and then no one said like, "Can we try that again?" Because I kind of jumped my line there, but. And the chief was really like, "I'm not letting that guy have the last line." <laughs> we just ended with like, "What can I get a job?" <laughs> yeah. We we then get uh, samurai cop is like. Hey, I think I've got more harassing to do of that lady who owns the restaurant. I mean, I have harassed her, but he's like, I feel, I feel like there's still more to do there. So he goes back to the restaurant to harass her, where all of my notes then become the cinematographer could not get enough of that stuffed lion, oh that like yeah. fabric stuffed lion on the wall. There's there's like actually a point where the camera pans to it. Yeah. Where like, is this is this gonna be like a plot point or something? Like they, yeah. they can't that, get enough of that lion. It's at the at the end of the scene, he walks out of the frame and they like pan over to readjust so that the lion head is back in it, like behind her. It's like, why are they trying to get that in? Yeah. Like, I feel like, like that was someone trying to get something artistic in because so many of the backgrounds are just like blank walls. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's two times in the movie where they actually do like a rack focus thing. I'm like, oh, somebody was really trying one day for five minutes. <laughs> there's a couple of shots in this movie that are like well composed or like like there's actually a shot where the red-haired lady is pushing the cart down the hallway in the hospital where I'm like, wow, this is actually like a tough shot to get. She's pushing the cart. The camera clears to be mounted on the cart. She's in really good focus. I'm like, that's a very professional shot that they did. And then other stuff is like, what's going on? Like Those shots are rare. I think this yeah. is the case. I think this is the case of the broken clock. I think it's just occasionally they happen to capture a nice shot. Could be. Could yeah. be. Now, he... He leaves her office with this like vague, he basically harasses her into a date. And, and and then he leaves, and I could not figure out what the movie was telling us happened because he leaves her office and then there's a fight in a nightclub. And yeah, like, he, yeah, yeah, he what happened? Because he walks out and also he's he's in like a strip club or something, it looks like. I wasn't yeah. sure if that was supposed to be like part of the restaurant in like the middle of the day before it opens for the evening it made no sense yeah it, it was lit like a nightclub or a strip club so i thought yeah. it was another scene and i was like no it, i think it was him coming out of her office and then yeah there's these three thugs there yeah it, it was very confusing i i didn't i did not understand that um yeah and and so then they're like, oh okay, oh, and then he's actually able to for for the first time in the movie, he doesn't kill a suspect, 
and uh, that suspect's, you know, he's like, who sent you? And and he tells him it's like, you know, it's the crime. It, obviously, it's the crime. You know, it's that same crime boss. Yeah. So they're going to go do a raid at the crime boss's house. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the bald guy, yeah. He just yeah. Because he tells me, he's like, who's that? And he's like, he's the bald guy. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. And we, and we get this great line that, like, by modern standards should make everyone shiver a little bit as they're, like, setting up for this raid. And one of the cops says, uh, how do we know if this is the right house? And the other <laughs> cop is like, uh, if it's not, we'll just apologize. Standard yeah. police procedure. I was like, whoa. He's going to burn my ass. Yeah, no, yeah. We'll start shooting. It's already black. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a what? lot of this movie felt like a parody in that like the lines between because it's like a buddy cop movie, partially with with Joe and Frank, and like the the back and forth kind of one liners they have are so bad and so just like poorly written and not funny that it feel, it feels like almost like a, a, a parody of like of buddy cop movies, but it's not. I don't think it, it, this is like clearly Lethal Weapon was a big inspiration on this movie. Yeah, but they like didn't take any of the right stuff from it or yeah. anything because like later on like he goes under like he he frankly like, goes under something and joe's like why'd you go under that and he's like because i'm an undercover cop and i was like what that's not even funny like <laughs> it doesn't even fit what they're doing they're not undercover yeah. at all in this movie and <laughs> yeah. at no point do they do anything that's even remotely undercover yeah yeah, I mean, you, you kind of want to be like, look at Lethal Weapon and go, yeah, this is why you want your script written by Shane Black. This is why you want to have an actor like Danny Glover. This is where, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. this is the difference this stuff makes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, so there's kind of this big fight scene in that bald, uh, the bald mobster guy's house, which results at one point in that mobster jumping through a glass window in his own home. Yes. I don't know first. What what, it's his own home. Why is he jumping through a window? He goes, he has to go and get dressed first though, because the scene starts with him and a woman in bed where they're about to have sex. Cause of course this movie yeah. that's how and it has to start. Also, isn't this, is this the scene where like Joe and Frank are coming in through the sliding glass door, but they like yeah. stand there for a minute and watch him having yeah. sex with his girlfriend? It's like, yeah. oh God, no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, I laugh too, because like his plan is to go through this glass, you know, open the glass door and be like, freeze or whatever. But he like, <laughs> he goes to open the glass door and it's locked. But he's like yelling at the guy, like, stay right there, please, or whatever. <laughs> but he like can't open the door. Yeah. So then this guy has a chance to get up and run out and like get dressed and then jump headfirst through his own window. Yeah. <laughs> their their raid is is stumped by the fact that someone had locked a door, yeah. you know. <laughs> so crazy. This is my favorite. Uh, they chase him down, they chase him down into this wooded area and he says throw down your gun, let's fight like a man. And then it, all of a sudden they're fighting and then all of a sudden they're in like what looks like a rock quarry or something like literally it's just like they go from a forest to not and they're like where the hell are they yeah. then he tosses him into the next i'm like what yeah well this scene is clearly uh, probably some reshoots because all of a sudden he has the wig on and in one shot in this fight you can see the wig come off of him like that mm -hmm. the, the the bald guy like pulls him or something and the wig like comes flying off he like quickly like puts it back on his head <laughs> and that ended up in the movie there's there's a lot here where 
I think you're right. This was all one take stuff and they were trying to like ad lib dialogue because after it's over, I think it's the partner who says like, well, this, this one's dead too. Not captured alive. I'm like, yep. <laughs> another way. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's what dead means. <laughs> you know? another one not <laughs> like, like that's just a weird thing to say, yeah. you know? It was right around here that I actually just started feeling awful for these actors that this movie is still around and that they have to deal with the consequences of them taking a job. I just felt bad for them. Well, I think this is the only thing that the main actor has ever really done. He did this and then he did Samurai Samurai Cop 2 in like 2000 something. I can't believe it's a sequel. Yeah. So this is like his only thing, (laughs) which is even worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, well, and then I, and I'm trying to remember when this happens, when they're trying to chase people down, but then we get a a thing that I would never have believed would exist in a movie, but a Robert Zadar sex scene. (laughs) Well, going into this though, this is where, so before this, there's like a shootout and like basically in the middle of this shootout, it just cuts to a woman standing with a robe on and then she takes it off and she's completely naked. And then she gets into bed with, Robert Zadar yeah. and they basically just kind of like fondle each other for like a minute and then the phone rings it's so totally and you're right the edit on this he samurai cop jumps off a roof yeah cut to a woman taking off a robe I was like wait what wait, yeah what? it's like action 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 into just sex scene <laughs> yeah I, I mean no transition like yeah. no pace I was like what what happened yeah. um it's 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 pretty it's pretty disturbing yeah you know it's so then we get the the movie is kind of then starts stealing the storyline of lethal weapon 2 where robert zadar starts going after the other cops um and he he kills that older cop um pretty brutal scene yeah, I mean, poorly it, it, executed and not good special effects, but I mean, in, in concept, it's. Brutal. I'm trying to remember what was the. This, this is the one I where remember. they like hold the wife at knife point. Okay, yeah, as an excuse to get her topless for a second there. Yeah, yeah, and like every other woman in this movie, and then they end up slicing her neck and killing the other cop. Does I, do, do they kill the cop though, or they just kill his wife? They stab him, and he like crawls to his wife. Okay, yeah, I just assume that he's. Yeah, yeah, because it was brutal though. Because it was like they have, yeah, they like basically like rip her shirt open. They have a uh, katana to her throat, and he's like, "Please don't hurt my wife." And then they just slit her throat. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Jesus Christ. And he's genuinely like, "I I don't know where Samurai Cop lives. I don't yeah. like him." Yeah, <laughs> like, he's been here for okay. he's been here for a week. He probably has a hotel room. Something he's still staying, and like I don't know. Yeah, I, this is. I also determined there is one actress in this movie who is does not who doesn't have to do a topless scene and that one actress is the receptionist at that that gunfight that's shot at like the film editing lab and the one who like presses the alarm button she's the only woman who appears in this movie who does not have to do a topless scene or worse i was like i did remember i was thinking the same thing of like wow no but no woman in this movie goes without a sex scene or being topless but the love interest mom has a short scene too. Oh, that's oh, true. Yeah. You're right about. So there's that. two women. That's true. Yeah. Out of seven. Well, I yeah. think she's aged out though of, of yeah. what they what they would have do a sex scene, but <laughs> you never uh, know. 
Yeah. But I did like, yeah. So is this where they go to the film? Or no, that's later on the film lab, right? I think they'd actually. So right now. Yeah. So well, well, right now, so they they go to that cop's house. Yeah. They kill his wife and stab him. Then they go to the helicopter cop's house. Yeah. And they like hold her down. I was shocked they didn't rip her shirt off. Me too. That's where I thought it was going. Yeah. But they. I was going to. I was glad she actually put up a fight for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they she was like cooking so they like pour the hot grease from the pan like onto her stomach or something to get information from her and i th- think she might tell them where or i can't remember what she tells them i think they Frank went is. to i think they went to frank's house first okay and they, hold, and they, held house. The knife, they held the knife to his little frank yeah. yeah 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 so they go to frank's even house he was wearing, even though he was clearly wearing a speedo oh something. you can see it yeah. yeah yeah they go to frank's house and he just got out of the shower so they like grab him and and he he's he talks about his ass like so much in this movie he's like oh you want to inspect my butt or something like that or it was like okay so they grab him and they threaten it to cut off little frank or, or to give him the information he ends up getting the the upper hand and kills both of them and then um and then tries to call joe but like can't get a hold of joe just to tell him that like that they're after him because intercut with all of this joe and the woman who owns the restaurant we've been getting they've been swimming in speedos we've just gotten like a series of montages of them swimming in in speedos it starts out with him kind of stalking her because he found out that you know she told him that she was going to be going to church on sunday so he goes to her church Mm -hmm. by the way i don't think any girl would go to a church in a dress that it's clear she's not wearing a bra. I feel like no woman in this movie wears a bra. So he takes her back to his house after well, church. He tells her that he's got to interview her. Oh, that's right. So he's going to interview her in his car and then takes her to his house. Yeah. So it's very unethical, but you know. Yeah. And then somehow she has a bathing suit when she just came from church. <laughs> I'm sure he keeps them around. Yeah. He brings, he brings enough women to his house that <laughs> has a bikini. Yeah. But so then they go to the helicopter cop's house and get the information from her. And she tells them where Frank lives or, or where Joe lives. And at this time now, Joe has brought, because <laughs> it's this girl's birthday. I can't remember this girl's name. But Jennifer. Jennifer. It's her birthday. So he like has a cake for her. She's in her bikini. He's in his Speedo still. And he like brings a cake out. And he's like, she's like, oh, a cake. He's like. It's your birthday. You got to have a cake. And he puts the cake down and then picks her up and brings her to a bed. <laughs> and they just start a foreplay for three minutes straight. This is Cody. What's the movie where where a birthday where a birthday cake with candles is being used <laughs> to light? Like they're actually using it to try to. Oh, that weird um, um, fear no evil. I think it was fear no evil. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if you had told me you're going to get a weirder scene with a birthday cake than that movie, I would have said it's impossible. Yeah. Some did it. <laughs> yeah so so they start you know they're they they're going at it basically and then they cut away to something and then cut back and now they're finished and and the phone rings again and it's frank on the phone and so he finally gets a hold of joe and he's like get out of the house man and he's like why and he's like just get out of the house and he's like why do you want me to get out of the house he's like just get out i'll tell you later <laughs> and he finally tells him like they're after you and he looks out the window he's like oh they're already here and then that then they they get dressed quick and then they go off on another chase fight scene. Yeah, they get dressed so quickly. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, how did they get back in a regular clothes? And I think actually, oh no, she's back in the dress. She's not. Is she, I was going to say, is she wearing something different? I, or she, I feel like there is a scene where she's wearing something different, but she's back in. I think she's back in the dress. Okay, it'd be awesome if she was wearing something. Yeah. 
I feel like it would be wrong if I didn't, as we're talking about the editing problems this movie had, about the choice this movie makes to essentially do a, a like a naturally occurring like wipe like they go from a close up of one butt that fills the screen <laughs> to another butt. Well, they go from like, they go from hers like he carries her towards the camera so that her butt fills the frame and then they cut to his hairy ass butt as he as he walks away from the camera. I I was like that's I mean I mean this is that's insane like. Yeah. So, so which also made me go, oh, so they do understand the concept of editing of transitions, just, and yeah, like, <laughs> oh. So then we get another like uh, kind of shootout scene. Like this movie just turns into like him peeking around corners, like yeah. shooting guns, yeah. sometimes with blanks in the gun, sometimes not with blanks in the gun. Um, I got a good laugh out of the guy who gets shot on the diving board because as soon as oh. I saw the bad guy step on the diving board, I'm like, obviously the stuntman was like, "Can I fall off the diving board? I would. It would be safer for me than for me to fall into the water off the edge of the pool." He know? also doesn't do it very. He like falls on the diving board and then like gets stuck on it for a second and kind of like rolls into the water. Yes, he missed. Yeah, he like missed time where, where yeah. he like misplaced it just right. slightly. Where he's like, "Oh, I need to yeah. roll a little more." Yeah, and <laughs> like, like we don't have another set of clothes, so you can't. We can't do that again, Simon. Mean. Yeah, but what happens a lot in this movie too, which made me laugh like every time, is that. I think Jack kind of alluded to earlier was people will get shot. Yep. Be like, oh, and then come back up and try to shoot the bad, the, the good guys again. And then they'll get shot again and be like, oh, and then they'll go back and try to shoot him. It's like, just go down, man. Just because then yeah. you end up just dying that way. But that yeah. happens so many times in the movie where it's like a video game character or something. Like the first yeah. shot doesn't take him out. So they can try to get you again and you got to shoot him again. And it's just yeah. so goofy. It's very funny. And I love that the end of this scene. It's just Robert Zadar and his team are so disorganized that Samurai Cop and the restaurant owner are just able to get in his car and drive away, like with, oh, with yeah. little ramification and like Robert Zadar being like, hey, I think they just drove away. <laughs> yeah, basically. They literally just like casually walk in the car and drive up. Yeah, pretty, pretty bad. Um, we then get our final scene with the chief. A chief, um, the scene with the chief, he's like, ah. You never bring me anyone alive. I think we're all going to get fired. I'm totally screwed. But you know what? Now I want you to kill everyone. <laughs> Just kill them all. Turn his house kill into everybody. a bag. <laughs> and they're like, all right, chief. All right, we're going to go get him. He's like, all right, great. See you in hell. <laughs> like, this is so good like the way that this guy is just constantly feels the need to put a button on the end of all of his scenes is amazing it's so funny because if this movie was a parody movie of like buddy cop movies it would be it would just be brilliant like it would be the best yeah. thing ever but because yeah. it's not it's trying to actually be one of those it's like yeah. it's funny in a different way yeah I I think he knows that the movie he's in is in, the the actor playing the oh, chief knows the movie he's in is insane and he's like I am going to do my role as a parody even though <laughs> yeah. no one else seems to be doing that. Yeah. So when is, is does he go to the when does he go to the film lab and why does he go to the film? I think lab? we'd already been. I think he was already okay. at the film lab because he when he was leaving the film lab was when we did that crazy cutaway from him jumping off the roof to. Oh, okay. okay. Oh yeah. The yeah yeah. So Why do I mention that scene? Because like the way he, I, I feel like this guy looks like somebody. I was trying to figure out the whole movie, and I, and I think he's just like a very vanilla uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. It's like a it's it's like a Steve very Stallone. very vanilla. 
Yeah. Yeah. But he's got like his hair in like a ponytail. He's got the, the hat sitting on top of it. He's wearing like a very tight polo shirt and just a t-shirt that says polo on it. And it's just like, he looks so ridiculous in the scene. I will, I will give away our So Wrong It's Right. The actor was Sylvester Stallone's stunt double. On was he really? Films, <laughs> that's what I felt like. Cash. If yes. he was a stunt double, I feel like he should be better at stunts than he is <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. And for the, the film lab scene, is there a reason they're at a film lab? Like what? I don't, in yeah, the world? I don't remember why I was there. I don't think there was ever any explanation for that. He was just hanging out with that old guy, maybe their buddies. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, they never really explained why they were there. I, but I also wanted to mention too because they go, the bad guys come into the security guards' office or whatever she is, like the secretary I, I, or whatever. I can't remember where she was, but she. There's movie posters on the wall. They're like, yeah, there's there's a Roger Rabbit poster on the wall, and yeah. they 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 like are asking her basically, like, where's where's Joe, or whatever, and then she's like, oh, he's, but she's got like the like the silent alarm thing, like you'd have like a bank. But it's on the wall, very visible, like like four feet away from her. So she has to like very slowly and like not very incon- inconspicuously like reach over and push this button. And the bad guys somehow don't notice that she's pushing this this alarm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was silly because it's like, why would you have the alarm like it, pinned it to the wall? It, it's really weird. And and like and again, there is a henchman who's staying with her who just seems to be like completely unaware of this. I don't know why they left the henchman there. I don't know. Um, He's about as competent as the cop that was left in the hospital to watch over the burn victim. Yeah. yeah. Who just wanted it's, to flirt with that that nurse there, whatever she yeah. was. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So, so now they're going up to the bad guy's house slash compound slash like just desert. Like there, it's very hard to figure out what is what is going on and because at times you're like oh this is like a mountain house and at other times which, you're like no which, it's something else which bad guy though you're talking about robert zadar or the other guy well oh, the they other kill guy. the other guy first yeah yes you're right they kill the other guy first i forgot about that yeah um yeah and they oh and this is where right because the because the main bad guy like shoots the partner and then, so and is, then, then the partner ends up just like standing up and shooting the crime boss. And samurai cop and the restaurant owner lady are like totally unfazed. And and basically, the partner has to be like, "Hey, are are you are you guys curious why I'm alive? Like, no one seems. I was shot in the chest." And they're like, "Huh? Oh, yeah. What what's going on?" He's like. I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it went on so long because it's like when he got shot and got back up and shot the other guys, like, oh, okay, he's, he's got a bulletproof vest on. But it goes on about this where he's like, that guy should have been smart like me. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, he should have been smarter like I am. And they're like, I don't know what you mean. He's like, bulletproof vest. He should have worn one like me. It's like, what are you talking about? wondering why I'm alive? Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, when he taps his chest, he's very clearly not wearing anything like, thicker or padded like the yeah. costume department didn't bother to try yeah, yeah but it's just funny because he could have just been like oh hey thank god i was wearing that bulletproof vest but he like went on with this whole thing it was like okay or they could have been like hey are you okay and he could have been like yeah i had a bulletproof vest yeah. <laughs> they have no regard for him until he's like i guess i will tell you yeah. why i'm okay <laughs> since you aren't interested yeah. oh my god. weird 
So then they go to the compound to go after yeah. Robert Zadar because somebody's yeah. like, "All right, it's all done," and they're and and Samurai Cop's like, "No, Robert Zadar is still alive." Yeah. And and, and the chief said, "Don't leave anyone alive." <laughs> said, "Kill everyone." <laughs> I mean, um, so they go up to this weird compound where. And again, probably because this is a mix of reshoots and, well, the, the combination of terrible editing and reshoots, I had no understanding of the geography of this scene, where mm -hmm. anyone was, where anyone was in relation to anyone else. It appears at times the characters don't have any idea of where anyone is in regards to anyone else. Yeah. I, it's just truly a collection of shots of people shooting at each other, but like yeah. from where or, or what their risk is or like what the danger is, is, is yeah. unknown. One of my favorite things happens to it. It kind of happens a couple of times where like samurai cops about to fight someone like hand to hand or like sword to sword. And then Frank will just like shoot the guy from like yeah. far away. And then the guy's like, Oh, come on, man. Yeah. I like that. He does that yeah. in this scene. Yeah. That's, that's kind of funny. And there's some real like, um, theme park Hollywood stunt show level stuff. Like as soon as yeah. I saw that guy go up on the roof, I'm like, this guy's <laughs> definitely falling off this roof. Like it's a hundred percent that this guy's like, I can do a fall off a roof. Yes. Um, it's probably not why I want to be in a shootout too, is on top of a roof, like in the open. Right. Where <laughs> Very clear target. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, we do get a sword fight between Robert Zadar and Samurai Cop where the film is pretty badly sped up. Yeah. You, you can just tell. Yeah, they sped it up. Yeah. It, it's at least 1.5, if not 2. And it's very apparent because everyone's motions are like, like have that jerky sped up nature to it where like, yeah. you know, you're, you're like, no, your head doesn't move that fast. Like you're, right. you're not, you know, you almost want to say to them, like when you speed up film, like things like your head will also speed up, not just the arms and the swords. Um, I'm not sure they understand how film works. Yeah, it's probably true. Or they just don't care. Yeah. And then they started doing the really bad dubbing thing, like from martial arts movies here. Where like, oh, yeah. Like their mouth would move, let's say like one word, but they'd dub it in like a whole sentence. Of, <laughs> it was like, what? I don't know if that was like a purposeful thing, like a homage to those kind of movies or something, but. I think they just wanted the fight to feel more energetic. Yeah. Well, it was probably because they were speeding up the film too. And yeah. Yeah. Um, ultimately samurai cop wins and like well this is but this is where so yeah he wins the fight and then robert zadar is like okay kill me now because he's a samurai and it's on or whatever and and so samurai cop's like gonna kill him and frank's like no you're a cop and it's like you literally just murdered so many people <laughs> your boss told you to kill everybody but he's like oh i can't do it now i'm a cop there's also so Ow. many times in this movie with people with guns where like Samurai Cop will be like, drop it. And the person like, it's yeah, like yeah. one sense to be like, drop it, bang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they didn't, there was no opportunity for them to drop it. They right. were going to be killed either way. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, so Robert Zadar takes out like a little dagger or whatever and, and kills himself. Um, Cause that's the honorable Samurai thing to do. Yeah. And so he, now he's dead. And he's dead and it's back to a sexy speedo party. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's how they end the movie. <laughs> the final shot of the movie is water hitting a rock out in the ocean. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. That's that's that's. I think that's symbolic. Up. That's symbolic of the lovemaking that they're about to do. 
I on a rock on that same so rock. uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. no they had a towel they had a towel down well yeah that solves the problem okay. <laughs> wait I, I really wanted to see like what happened like did they all get fired because <laughs> they probably should have <laughs> yeah, what happened with that chief like yeah. it really did feel like this movie needed like something at the end but uh, no, yeah, i'm glad that the crazy world of this movie um i want to do our are so wrong it's right so the uh, the first one is going to be yeah he was a, a stunt double for sylvester stallone i'm just gonna, i want to give a quote me. from um from actor matthew caritas and he was a bodyguard for stallone <laughs> And this inspired him to pursue acting with a quote from him. In Sly's world, it's a very rarefied air for the very wealthy. It's intoxicating. At that time, he'd just finished Rambo 3 and Tango and Cash. And spending all that time hanging out with all these celebrities, I decided I wanted to have at least 1% of what he had. There you got it. He did, he did make a movie with Robert Zadar, so he had that in common, at least. He made that. Now, he, as Cody mentioned, he didn't have much of a career after this, in part because he spent uh, quite a bit of time in jail. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to give you three choices for what led to his initial jail sentence. I'm assuming cocaine. Well, well no. Okay. Was it A, a robbery that ended up in a hot air balloon chase. B, a high speed chase through the city of Phoenix in a beer truck. Or C, an armed robbery of a Rembrandt. Those would all make better movie choices. Yeah, that, that second one sounds like that scene from uh, uh, Rhodey that we just did. I was just thinking yeah. that, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that it's the that hot air balloon. So I'm, I'm going with that one. I, right. I was thinking hot air balloon also. Art, art theft. I'm going with the art theft. It was, it was the art theft. Oh. A year after he made this movie, um, he took part in 1992, he took part in an armed robbery stealing a Rembrandt painting from televangelist Gene Scott's University Cathedral in Los Angeles. The painting was found in the home of the stunt coordinator from Samurai Cop. Wow. Yeah. So basically he was that guy's muscle. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he went to jail for many years. He was presumed to be dead. And he did an interview with Red Letter Media um, many a couple of years ago just to be like, hey, I'm still alive. Yeah, I got to watch that now. Well, because I, I was reading, I, there was another guy who died who had the same name as his stage name. And so everyone yeah. assumed that it was him. I don't know why, but. It, it, well, and, and after he announced he was alive and he did this thing, they kickstarted a Samurai Cop 2, which I started watch, watching. And he's in Samurai Cop 2. Frank, the partner, is back in Samurai Cop 2. Nice. And they list an actress who's in Samurai Cop 1 and 2 as Peggy. She's the, the helicopter cop. Was I think she's the helicopter yeah. pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they recast the... I watched the beginning of it. They recast the restaurant owner girlfriend. <laughs> I'm sure she saw the movie and was like, nah, I'm not doing another one. 
Yeah, they use archive footage of her, but they also recast her. It's oh, that's very, weird. It's very weird. Yeah, uh, I need to watch the rest of it though. It's, uh, oh yeah, it, it even early on. It's uh, also Tommy Wiseau is in Samurai Cop too. Oh, of course, um, Tommy Wiseau from the room. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think with Samurai Cop two, they kind of knew what they were making. Yeah, they, you have to. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do, is it so bad it's good? Jack, let's start with you. Yes, this movie is a masterpiece. <laughs> Short and sweet, oh my God. I was getting comfortable in my chair. Short and sweet. Christy, what do you think? I think it was, I think it, I think yes. I think it was hilarious. But also, like I said, I just started feeling guilty for the actors. My husband reminded me that maybe, just maybe, they're going to get a royalty check for like 25 cents for us watching it. So that, that made me feel a little bit better, but yes, it is hilarious to watch the awful editing and the, the wig going back and forth and horrible cutaway shots. It's hilarious. It's also, I would add with some of the extra work, there's a scene early on during that first chase. I don't know if you guys remember it, where he pulls the car over to the side of the road and gets out of the car for some reason, and but then ends up getting right back in the car, there's a person walking by who clearly was just a person walking on the street in Los Angeles who stops and kind of is like turning and being like, what's going on? Like, it's <laughs> just a real like, yeah, this wasn't an extra. You were just like some actual Los Angeles person is in this movie, unbeknownst to them. Cody, what do you think? Uh, well, I would say, Christy, too, that I, I'm pretty sure this movie has a pretty good cult following now, so those people are probably... Oh, good. That makes yeah, me feel better. Yeah, Although that means that more people have seen it, so yeah, that they sure. might be more embarrassed, but yeah, hopefully they're, they're getting those residual checks. Hope so. They, they might be, they, they, but they'll, they'll go to, like, conventions and sign autographs, and they'll sell memorabilia. Oh, good. Some of them, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I would say definitely, yeah, so, so bad it's good. I would, I would watch this one again. Um, just it's so zany there's not a moment in this movie that's not insane and zany so i would definitely watch it again i'm gonna agree with everyone i'm actually kind of glad i have this on dvd i mean because i i need to see what kind of special features are in that dvd <laughs> and i'm fascinated by it it did yeah. make me also appreciate the production value of the movies we typically watch mm -hmm. because there are so many things that i just you just take for granted in a movie like editing and you know Acting. Lighting, white balance. Consistency, yeah, yeah. Writing, yeah. <laughs> a semblance of a script. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the little things that make a movie come together. I should also note, Robert Zadar was going to appear in Samurai Cop 2, but he died right before well, they started shooting it. But they had... Jack, Jack and I saw him at a uh, convention a couple years before he died, and he was not in good shape, so... That would have been that would have been a feat if they had. I, I'm curious what they would have done because he was not in good shape. Yeah, I I do have to say like the one compliment I play this movie is like Robert Zadar has a presence. It's a little bit like this in Tango and Cash too. There's like something to him. I mean, this he has he has that unique look to him, and there's something there. I mean, the movie doesn't work at all, but there is a point in me where I'm like, yeah, Robert Zadar has a he has a screen presence that they yeah i mean maybe they make better use of it in maniac cop well interestingly yeah. enough well I, I was just gonna say this is i think the movie that's used robert zadar the best that i've ever seen him in like usually in a movie he's like the, the, just a thug kind of guy like maniac cop he's just kind of a monster he doesn't really speak or anything and yeah, yeah i can't remember him in tango cash exactly what, what he was but i think he was just like a thug in that and 
you know, I don't know if you ever saw what's Soul Taker, I think it's called. It's a really yeah, Soul Taker, baby. He's, he's just like a you know a, a monster in that too. But so this is the the first thing I've seen him where he's actually like acting. I was like, oh, you know, he's not. He's kind of yeah, his presence. He's not that bad. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, in a better made movie, it would be like, oh, Robert Sadar would be like a decent villain in yeah. a better made movie. Yeah, like, you know, probably. Mania um, Cop also has Bruce Campbell and Tom Atkins in it, so. Oh, wow. They kind of steal the scenes. <laughs> wow. Were they just loading up on people they knew would become cult stars? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I think yeah. Tom Atkins is already kind of there at the time, but no, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is a pretty fun one. Um, I, I I may watch Samurai Cop Two, so maybe we'll do an update in a future show on what Samurai Cop Two is actually like. I, I'm I, I need to see where just where they go with it. Mm-hmm. Um. This is good. All right. We'll be back soon with uh, more crazy movies, probably higher budgeted movies. Um, do not want to preview the movie we're going to do next, but but Christy did pitch a movie that I absolutely would love to do. And I think if we can, if we can all find it, that will be, that'll be the one. So we've got a plan. Um, perfect. All right. We'll see everyone back here next time. Bye.